I told y'all that I was going to fuss at you. I'm not really going to fuss at you. But, amen, let me just tell y'all, I don't ever, and I think that Brother Larry will agree with me 100% whenever I say this, whenever we have services like we had this morning and all of these adults are up here just gathered around and praying and everything, please do not feel like that you're not a part of that. Because I wanted nothing more but to go back there and get all y'all <laughs> while they were praying. It's not big church, little church. It's not God of the adults for this service and God of the young people for this service. He's God of all, all the time, right? So I really don't want y'all to ever feel like that you can't get in. And even though it is a big service, so to speak, that doesn't mean that the Lord don't have anything for you. Amen? Y'all looking at me funny. Is that all right? I mean, I, I ain't, I'm, I'm not fussing at you. But I just want you to know that if the church is going to continue, there's got to be a, a breakdown of the wall that separates the older generation from the younger generation. Because there is no separation. We're the church. That, that's it. We're, we're just the church. Y'all just, just younger than me. Do y'all notice I'm bald now? Have y'all noticed how bald-headed I am? Amen. Now, Caleb, you don't have to sit up there if you don't want to because I'm going to be preaching for a long time. I'll get you back up here in a minute because I'm probably going to use you for illustration. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> All right. Y'all have y'all's Bibles? No? All right. Well, luckily, we got TVs in this church. Amen. Uh, Patrick, why don't you go ahead and throw up the book of James, chapter number one. Y'all know that uh, I was raised really conservative. Y'all know what conservative is, right? I was really conservative. We had, uh, whenever I started pastoring in Ellisville, we had TVs in the Sunday school room. And my grandma came up to me and I was telling somebody about what I showed on the TV. And she said, you've got TVs in your church? <laughs> she could not believe that we had TVs in our church. Amen. We got these good TVs up here. Amen. So we're going to start in the book of James, and I've got a very interesting service that I'm going to preach to y'all. The title of my message today is Walking on a Spiritual Treadmill. Have I got your intention? Walking on a Spiritual Treadmill. And we're going to get into this, but James... Chapter number one, we're going to start reading with, uh, <clears throat> what did I say? Verse number 22. The Bible says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Alright, so have y'all ever heard this scripture before? You can't be just a hearer of the word, but you've got to be a doer of the word. Have y'all ever heard that preached or taught or anything like that? You can't just be a hearer, but you've got to be a doer. And we're going to go over this, but before we do, y'all got to pray for, pray for the preacher. Amen. Y'all going to have to get lively if y'all want to stay in here. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Come on now. Uh, young people, y'all gather around me and pray over me and over this service. Amen. That the Lord will have his way. Amen. Praise the Lord. Gracious Heavenly Father, God, we are so thankful. God, once again, 
God, Jesus, to come here, God, to gather and hear your word. God, I know that, God, our, our bellies are full, God, and we're tired, God, from this day. Oh, God, but I pray that you just give us a little bit more energy and a little bit more strength, God, to make it, God, just a little bit longer. God, to come down, God, Jesus, in this place, God, and just worship you to hear your word. God, and to grow spiritually, God, to move forward. God, we want to move forward in you, God, Jesus. We praise your holy name, God. I pray for these young people. God, move amongst us, God, like only you can, God. We ask these things in the blessed holy name of Jesus we pray amen and amen praise the Lord amen thank you Jesus all right <clears throat> so we've got a treadmill in our house and you know what we use it for coat rack amen that's our coat rack that's what we hang our clothes on on our treadmill amen but you know a lot of times when y'all been on a treadmill before I'm sure you get on that treadmill and you just start walking and walking and you can turn the speed up and you can turn the speed down and you can make it look like you're going uphill and make it like you're going downhill and all of these things you can do with this treadmill but there's one thing about it you're not going anywhere right you can walk, you can exercise, you can breathe heavy, you can do all the things to do with exercise, but you hadn't gone anywhere, right? You know, a lot of times, young people spiritually, it's like we're walking on a treadmill. We're coming to church, we're praying, we're reading our Bible, we're doing all of the exercising, right? But we're not going anywhere. I'm still fighting the same battles I was fighting, I'm still in the same valleys I was in. I'm still, come on. Y'all can clap. Y'all can say amen to me, young people. Amen. I, you're still going through all of this stuff. And here we are. We've been having these youth services for how long? You're still going through the same thing. It's like you're on a treadmill. It's like you're going, but you're not going forward. You're working, but you're not going anywhere. You know what? It's not just y'all. It's us adults too. It's the same thing. We find ourselves just working ourselves to death spiritually, but we hadn't taken one step for God. Right? So I'm going to tell y'all how to move in God. How to get off the treadmill and actually go from point A to point B. Okay? Y'all ready? Can I get an Amen. Can I get a praise the, Lord? praise the Lord? Amen. Come on now. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to the book of 1 Samuel. And that's where we're going to start. Because before you can actually go anywhere, you're going to have to wake up. Okay? Now I want to tell you, y'all know who Samuel is? Samuel is a prophet. But before he was a prophet, he was a kid. And the Bible says that his mama brought him to church and left him there. Now, how many of y'all's mamas wish that she could just bring y'all to church and leave y'all here? <laughs> just bring y'all to church and leave y'all here. That's what she did. She didn't want to leave him, but she had to leave him. She left him at church, and the preacher's name was Eli. And Samuel was living in the church. He was living with Eli. And the Bible says, And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord. That word ere right there means before. So in other words, before the lamp of God went out in the temple, right, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down asleep. So Samuel's asleep. He's just laying there. 
And then the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here am I. You can just stop right there. You know, God called Samuel and he says, Oh, here I, here I am. He didn't know who was calling him. He didn't know where it was coming from. All he knew is somebody had called his name. Samuel. Jacob. Sarah. Right? Just called his name. And they said, he said, here I am, God. Here I am. Here I am. And it woke him up. You can't go nowhere if you're asleep, young people. You can't go anywhere if you're just slumbering. You can't go anywhere if you're asleep spiritually. You're not going to move forward in God if you're not doing anything. you got to wake up. And God's calling to you this morning or today. He's calling to us by name. He didn't just say, hey. He said, hey Samuel. He's calling to us this morning or today by name. He's calling Ed. He's calling us out. Are we responding to him? Right? Amen? Okay. Y'all looking, are y'all sleepy? Lord, I'm going to have to bring some energy drinks in here. All right, so, <laughs> we'll have the Holy Ghost and Red Bull. All right, pass it out. All right, so here we go. Samuel is asleep, but he hears God calling to him. Let me tell you, God's voice is loud enough for you to hear. All right, and he calls out to him, and he wakes him up, and he runs to Eli, and he said, did you call me? And Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel goes back to bed. You know what? This is a perfect time for illustration. Yep. Huh? Oh, every, okay, I got another illustration that I'm going to have at the end, and everybody can be a part of that, okay? Here, stay right here. Okay. This is Samuel. Samuel, you're asleep, but you're asleep way over there. Go. <laughs> so Samuel's asleep way over there. Samuel's asleep. And God calls out. Here's where you can participate. You can be God. And God calls out Samuel. Samuel. I wouldn't do that because you're going to be up and running a whole lot. All right. Well, well sleep standing up. So, so he's, yeah. So God calls out to Samuel. And Samuel runs to Eli. I'm Eli. Run to me, Eli. I mean, Samuel. He runs to me. I'm Eli. I say, I say, Samuel, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So he goes and runs and goes back in bed. Well, God calls him again. And then he jumps up and says, here I am. No, here I am. Here I am. And then he runs to Eli. And he runs to Eli. And he gets there. And Eli says, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And then God calls to Samuel. Samuel. Uh-uh. Here, here am I. Here, okay, that's good enough. Come on. And then he runs, right? He runs. And Eli says, I didn't call you. But this time, whenever that voice calls your name, you answer and you say, Here am I, Lord. Your servant heareth. Okay, you can sit down. So this is literally what happened. Y'all go back and read it. It's in the book of 1 Samuel. This is literally what happened. Three times he ran back and forth. But that fourth time, Samuel heard the voice of the Lord and called him out. And instead of running to Eli, y'all young people, I'm going to start crying. We're going to laugh and cry all at the same time, right? All right. 
y'all can't run to me. As much as I want you to be able to run to me, you can't run to me. You have got to run him. As much as I want to be the one that says, okay, here's what you do, here's how you do it, here's the answer to everything in your life, I wish so bad that I could do that for you, but I can't. That's why I have to tell you today that you run to Him. And whenever He calls out to you, and He calls you by name, you don't say, okay, let me find Brother DJ. You say, here am I, God. Tell me what to do. In order to move forward in God, young people, you're going to have to wake up. But you're also going to have to hear what He tells you. Y'all know the old Nike slogan, just do it? No. You can't just do it in God. You've got to know what He's telling you to do before you can do it. We're talking about getting off that treadmill. The whole purpose of this service today is for me to tell you how to move forward. Well, you can't move forward if you don't know where to go. You can't go anywhere if you don't know what God is telling you to do. And here, now he's a young man. This isn't an adult. This is a young man, Samuel is. And God's calling out to him and he's saying, Hey, Samuel. And listen to what he says. And this isn't on there, but Patrick, will you, can you throw up um, verse number 11? The Bible says that, And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing of it in Israel. It's not up there yet, but that's all right. Um, <clears throat> yep, 1 Samuel 3, 11. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. Up there. The Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of every one that heareth it shall tingle. God told Samuel, said, I'm about to do something. Y'all believe that he's about to do something? He's about to do something. And God told Samuel, he said, I'm about to do something and it's going to make all of the ears of Israel just tingle. They're going to be ready it's, it's going to wake him up and God was going to use Samuel to do it that's why God was speaking into Samuel's life you never know what God is calling you to do young people you never know what God is calling you to do and you don't have to know that here's what you have to do you have to answer like Samuel answered and say here am I God your servant heareth you know what that implies? That implies, okay, God, I'm yours. Wherever you tell me to go, and I know this is a hard thing to do. Wherever you tell me to go, whatever you tell me to do, I'll go and I'll do it. Are y'all willing to pray that? Oh, that's a hard prayer to pray. But that's how you move forward. And here's what I can guarantee you. I'll give you a brother DJ Smith promise right here. Put my hand on the Bible. The Lord will never leave you. So even though it might be scary, it might be hard, it might be difficult to pray this prayer and to say, okay, God, here I am. Just because you say that doesn't mean that you're alone. Okay? Y'all with me?
Just because you say, God, I'll go wherever you tell me to go, but that's scary to me, doesn't mean that you're going to have to do it by yourself. David said, God, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of mine enemy. God will literally, whenever you're surrounded by every devil in hell, God can prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Have y'all ever thought about that? You know, we get up here and quote the 23rd Psalm, but think about what David was really saying there. He said, okay, God, I can sit down and eat at a table in the presence of mine enemies. Right? Surrounded by devils and God can give you the power to sit down and eat. No, you shouldn't fear the devil. No, you shouldn't fear the devil because greater is he that's within me than he that is within the world. Amen? All right. We have something greater than the devil inside of us. Anyway, so here we go. So before we can move forward... We've got to wake up and then we've got to hear what to do and where to do it and how to do it and all that kind of stuff. I want, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to get caught up in waiting on God to tell us something. But let me tell you something. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps, not the path, not the road, but the individual step. Sometimes you might not know what's going to be way down the road, but that's okay because God will give you the next step to take. Okay? Because I know it's hard to think, oh Lord, what am I going to do whenever I get way down here? But see, God knows already, and He just wants us to take that step and just follow Him step by step. Now, sometimes He tells us where to go, how to do it, what to do whenever we get there, and all that kind of stuff. I tell you one thing. I was in a service one time. I stood up there. The Lord told me exactly what was going to happen. I knew before I stepped in that pulpit exactly what was going to happen in that service. Then there were other services. I stood up there and I didn't even know what I was going to preach whenever I stood behind the pulpit. <laughs> you talk about scary is whenever you're standing up behind the pulpit and you're looking at a bunch of people out there ready for you to preach and you ain't got nothing, right? But the Lord has never left me. He's never forsaken me. Sometimes we just got to take the step. But before we can move forward, we got to hear His voice. Not just hear, but respond to what He says. Here I am, God. I'll go. Here I am, God. I'll go. Y'all with me? Can I get an amen? amen? All right. Now let's go to the second thing. that. See, and, and I preached, I don't know how long so far. We ain't even left the house yet. We just woke up. We just woke up. We ain't even, we ain't moved nowhere. We're just waking up and listening to what God wants us to do. But here's the second thing. Before you can move forward, you got to get ready. Okay? You done woke up. You done heard from God. But now you got to get ready. And how do you get ready? And with what do you get ready with? Well, I'll just tell you in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6, there's some really good scriptures about what Christians should wear. And I really hope that y'all know these scriptures. But in Ephesians, chapter number 6, starting with verse number 14, the Bible says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with the truth, 
Amen. And having your breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench the, all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let me tell you how important, amen, the Bible is. And every word of the Bible. I believe in the Bible, every word of it, every jot and every tittle from Genesis to Revelation. Amen. I believe in this book. And I believe in every little detail of this book. Whenever he said that you can quench all the fiery darts, he didn't say you can quench some of them. He said you can quench all of the fiery darts of the devil, of the wicked. God gave us that power. He said, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now I'm fixing to explain every single bit of this. That's why I read it so quickly. All right, so <clears throat> whenever you're getting ready, here's one of the things the devil loves to do. I want you to literally raise your hand if the devil's done this. Okay? Y'all ready? Some of y'all scared, shaking your head no. If the devil's done this, I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to raise my hand because he's done it to me. Still does it to me. Oh, you're not saved. Oh, you're not saved. You're not really saved. Right? That's what he does. Before you go anywhere, before, whenever you say, you sit here and we talk about this great stuff that we're going to do for God, and God's going to move and God's going to bring revival, and we're going to move forward in God, and what's the first thing the devil does? Oh, you're not saved. You're not, you're not really saved. That's the first thing that he wants you to do is doubt your salvation. But the Bible says to put on the helmet of salvation. Right? You got to wake up, but you know, and I want y'all to think about, y'all know the armor of God? Y'all know the armor of God? Amen. You know, I, I, I would to God that every Christian, young, old, in the middle, it don't matter. I wish that every Christian would wake up in the morning time and say, okay, I'm not leaving my house until I got it all on. Now, I want you young people to think about that. Think about how different your days would be if before you left the house, you were ready. Oh, God. Right? That's what we did. Oh, God. I can't believe this is happening to me. Oh, but whenever you got the full armor of God on you and the devil comes up and tries to take you out and he comes up and says, oh, you ain't saved. Yeah, I am. I got my helmet on. You're going to have to try something different today, devil. Because I got my helmet on. I done got ready. Right? I done got I done woke up. I done heard from God. And I'm ready. You might get somebody else down the road about what they believe they're saved. But I'm saved. Sanctified and filled with the Spirit. Right? Saved. How does that happen? That happens before you ever leave the house in the morning time. That happens before you ever start dark doors of the church. Brother Larry and I, we have to come in with armor on because the devil is out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God has given us power over the dominion of hell and he gave us weapons. And one of those weapons is having on our helmet of salvation, putting that thing on. The Bible says the helmet of salvation, your breastplate of righteousness. And you know what the devil does? The devil will say, well, if I can't convince them they're not saved... 
He'll attack your heart. All right? He'll attack your heart with hatred and bitterness and lust, right? And envy. Is that what you said? Envy. And, and bi- all of this stuff, the devil will attack you with and try to get to your heart. But you know what God gave us to counter that? The breastplate of righteousness. Amen. And whenever the devil comes up with that old lust, he is not today, devil. I got my righteousness on. Are y'all getting fired up? I'm getting fired up. Amen. Not today, devil. I done put my righteousness on. You might be able to get somebody else, but you ain't going to get into my heart today. You're not going to make me feel lonely today, devil, because I done put my righteousness on. Right? Not today, devil. Now, I'm not saying that there are not times that we get up and we, we don't struggle with this and we don't have these problems. But what I'm telling you is, we've got to wait. if we're going to move forward, we're going to have to get ready. And let me tell you something else, young people. I wish to God that I could tell you that this is going to be like the Wizard of Oz and we're just going to skip down the golden brick road to see. That's not what this thing is. This is all-out warfare. Whenever you walk out the door, there's a devil waiting on you. I wish to God that there wasn't, but there's a devil waiting on you whenever you get out that door. Amen. Praise the Lord. But you know what? That don't mean that I can't be ready for him. And he gave me the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the preparation of gospel of peace. Let me tell you about the shoes that God gives you. Think about that. The shoes of peace. Those shoes can take you through mountains, over mountains, through the valleys. Those shoes can even walk on the water. And you'll have peace. In other words, the preparation of the gospel of peace means wherever God's taken me, I'm going to have peace. Wherever I go, I'm going to have peace. A peace that passeth all understanding. He gave you your shoes. Amen. Gave you your belt of truth. Me and Brother Larry's talked about that belt of truth. That belt holds everything else together. And let me tell you something. The devil is going to attack your truth. The devil wants you to believe a lie. I was thinking about that this morning. I was think, on the way to church. I was thinking, there are people in this world. Lord, please help me. Yeah, right. All right. I don't like to get political behind the pulpit. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Here's what I'm just going to say The Bible's the Bible. The Bible says what the Bible says, and there's not a man alive, whether what office that they hold can change what the Word of God says. And right is right, and wrong is wrong. And y'all remember that first message I preached about the Bible? Right? About this is the Word of God and the fundamental truths about the Word of God. Y'all remember that message? Yep. That was, that was one of my better ones, wasn't it? Amen. I'll, you know, you got to believe it. You got to believe it. And the devil wants to attack that truth. And he wants to take away what's really true. Helmet of salvation, uh, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This word, 
Whenever Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness, the devil came up to him and said, why don't you turn these stones into bread? You know what Jesus answered? It is written. Jesus used the word of God against the devil every single time. Right? This right here, if you don't read this, I want y'all to think about some of those old medieval movies. Y'all like those old medieval movies? You do? You don't like them? You, you don't know? Yeah, like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that? <laughs> Lord help us. All right, well, anyway, so what would it look like if a soldier went out there and didn't know how to use his sword? Uh, he's going to die. Some orcs is going to take him away, right? He's going to be slaughtered. He's going to be dead. Why? Because he doesn't know how to use a sword. This right here is your sword, young people. This right here is how you fight the devil. If you don't read this, if you don't study this, if you don't live by this, you cannot fight the enemy. And that's why you see a lot of defeated Christians out there is because they don't have any idea how to use this book they don't have any idea how to use this sword and i tell you what whenever you got the sword of the spirit just right and the devil comes up to you oh why don't you go do this today uh-uh devil not today right you can do it kalisha do the there you go not today devil right not today. I got my sword. I got my shoes. I got my belt of truth. I got my breastplate of righteousness. I'm ready. And then the Bible says, above all, taking on the shield of faith. I'm going to tell you something about that shield of faith. That shield, I could preach a whole message just about the shield of faith. Why? Because the shield of faith, what is a shield? A shield is an offensive and a defensive weapon. Your faith can kill a devil and protect you from the devil. Right? Your devil can swing at him and it can quench those fiery darts. Your faith. Not only that, you know, your breastplate, you can't move it. You're not going to take your breastplate off and hide under it, right? Your faith is mobile. I really, really, I know this is kind of deep, but I want you all to get this. Your faith, young people, can be applied anywhere you need it to be applied. Your faith can be applied here for this situation, and it, it's mobile. You can move that shield, right? Mm -hmm. You can move it anywhere you need to move it. That's one of the reasons that it says, above all, taking on that shield of faith. I might have dropped my sword, but I still got my faith, Right? I might have lost a little bit of my breastplate, but I still got my faith. Right? My shoes. Y'all, I'm going to get nerdy on y'all. Y'all, Have y'all seen the Marvel movies? Y'all know Captain yes. America with his shield? Right? One, one of my favorite parts is whenever he jumps up and that missile hits him and his whole body's behind that shield. Y'all know what I'm talking about? His whole, whole body's behind that shield, right? And it just, you know what? If our faith has to protect all of us, right? We've got that shield of faith. Faith in what? The Bible. Faith in the power that God has over our life. And guess what, young people? We still ain't left the house yet. We still ain't moved forward, right? <laughs> I've had to preach on, preached almost an hour just to get y'all awake and get y'all ready. 
<laughs> Y'all, st we still on the treadmill, Jacob said. We, st we still on the treadmill. However, we fixing to go somewhere. We're fixing to move. And that brings us to the book of James, where my text started at. The Bible says, Y'all listen to me because this gets serious. The Bible says that we're not supposed to be just hearers of the word, but we're supposed to be doers of the word. Now, what a lot of Christians do right there is they say, oh, I'm not supposed to hear, I'm supposed to do. That's not right, okay? It says... Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. In other words, you've got to hear and do. Okay? And a lot of times as preachers will get up here, don't be just hearers of the word, but be doers also. Right? And then we stop listening. If I had time, y'all, I've got so many illustrations that I could have done, but yeah, um, I, sometimes I do kids' crusades. Me and my mom do kids' crusades. If y'all don't know what that is, that's where all the little kids come. Instead of Bible school, it's kids' crusade, and it's a big, you know, puppet stages. And instead of classes, it's just like one big thing and everything. And we do puppets, and I'm Alfred, the puppet. And Alfred's a little bit dense. He talks like this right here. It's so funny. Anyway, so... Anyway. But I'll, I'll do different illustrations and skits. One of the things that I love to do is I got a bag of mouse traps, And I take one of the adults out and blindfold them. And while they're out there being blindfolded, I lay a bunch of mouse traps down all over the floor. And some of them really are set. Some of them really, if you step on it, it's, and I got those big ones too, y'all know what I'm talking about. And I lay them all over the floor and I bring that, whoever it is out, and I tell them, I say, listen, you have got to do exactly what I say. Because if you don't, I'm not liable for any injuries might be sustained during this skit. Right? So, and I tell him that and everything. And then he comes out and I tell him, take three steps forward. And I'll conduct him and I'll lead him through all of those traps to the other side of those mousetraps. And this person has literally no idea what's going on. And then I tell him to take off his blindfold and it makes me laugh every time to see them turn around and see all these mousetraps behind them. And they're thinking, I cannot... Oh, and I make them take their shoes off too. Right? So I don't just let them walk, walk with shoes on. <laughs> you, you know, but now, the same thing spiritually. Now, here's what we do a lot of times, young people. We're blindfolded. We don't see the traps that the devil's laid out for us. Right? But God knows. God knows all of the things that the devil... You know what we do a lot of times? We say, okay, God, let me just take a couple of steps by myself. Don't we? Don't, don't we do that? God see, And that's why it's so important to listen to the voice of God. I, and that's why I reiterate, you can't go anywhere if you don't know where to go. Okay, so we've gotten ready, we've got our armor on, and here's the last piece of the puzzle. I'm going to tell you one word, and this one word will get you off the treadmill. Obey. 
That's all it takes. Obedience. Childlike obedience. Childlike faith. Childlike obedience. Let me tell y'all something about my children. Now, I know that they can be rambunctious sometimes, but I was raised, and I believe this with all my heart, if I tell you to do something, I did not waste my breath in telling you to do it. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in wasting my breath to tell you to do something. So if I have to tell you more than one time, the second time, because they're little, I might give them a little bit of patience. But that third time, I'm coming with something in my hand, and I'm going to get a hold of somebody with something, right? Okay. So, aren't you glad God's not like that? God would have to beat us over the head. Amen. But, right? But my children are to the point where they don't ask me a lot why. If I tell them to go do something, okay. Okay, God. Okay, Daddy. Okay. I can tell them, go get me my pillow, baby. I did last night. I was laying on the couch and I said, I want my pillow so bad. And I said, Noah, go get my pillow. And yes, sir. And he ran like Sonic, right? He's Sonic. He's going through a Sonic phase. And he, and he ran back with my pillow. But y'all know what? As you get older, that goes away, right? Because whenever you're a teenager and daddy says, go get my pillow, you're going <laughs> to cast all sorts of attitude back, right? <laughs> yes, I know y'all, right? I know, I know how it works. So, you know, and then, you know, whenever you get to be an adult, you go through a whole different stage. And I'm not even going to tell you what it is because I don't want to play it in your mind. <laughs> so, but you go through these different stages but if you're not careful you'll do the same thing with God and whereas whenever you first get saved and you first wake up and you first get ready okay God I'll go do whatever but as you get older okay God well I will do everything but please don't tell me to do this right I, I'll, I'll, I'll do God I'll be your servant but please don't tell me to go there Right. I'll do this, I'll do that, but please don't. I, I really don't don't let that be your will, God. Right? Have y'all ever prayed that? We always pray, Lord, let your will be done, and then we'll pray, Lord, please don't let that be your will. <laughs> y'all adults, I, I got y'all too. I know. <laughs> Praise Lord, and we're thinking, Lord, please don't, you know. But that's why we're not moving forward. That's why we're not going forward at all, is because we're not obeying. But you got to go through the steps because if you take off and you ain't got your shoes on, the first time the devil comes up, you know what's going to happen? You're going to be right back where you were. Right back where you were. So do y'all want to move forward? Y'all want to move forward? Now, I'm going to explain one more thing and then we're going to pray. Bible says the person that's a hearer and not a doer is like, and I'm going to read it again. It's uh, <clears throat> verse number 23. For if a man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what matter a man he was. So in other words, what that saying is, it's like a man that looks in a mirror and this is just the way that I picture it. I picture it a man looking in a mirror and he sees himself completely clothed in the power and the arm, armor of God. 
But because he's just hearing and not doing, he walks out and he forgets who he was whenever he was looking at himself in that mirror. You can get up, you can hear the word of God, you can get ready. But if you don't obey, young people, and it's just like this morning. You know what? If I had to guess what it was like back there on those back couple of pews, whenever the Spirit of God was moving back there, it was like this right here. This don't apply to me. Right? He's the God of the adults and the God of the young people. What would have happened if you would have been woken up by God's voice? Been responsive to God's voice and said, okay, God, if you tell me what to do in this service, I'll do it. I'll go. I'll do it. I'll, I'll be the one. And God could have spoke to you and you could have held the key to the service. If you would have obeyed God this morning, somebody could have got saved. If you would have obeyed God this morning, somebody could have got healed. You never know what God wants to use you for. But you've got to be responsive, you've got to be ready, and you've got to obey. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I told y'all one more illustration. Everybody can, everybody can do this. And I pick on poor old Caleb, so I'm going to use Jacob. Jacob, now I want you to get right here. Y'all probably done this before, okay? So that's all right. So Jacob, I want you to get right here. Now here's the whole thing. I'm going to tell, I'm going to be standing right here beside Jacob and I'm going to be telling him exactly where to go. And I want all y'all to come up here and gather around him. Right? I got to close my eyes, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't going to make you close your eyes, but since you said it, that's a good idea. Wait, so whoa, 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 <laughs> no, no. Let's go with the OG plan. <laughs> all right, so y'all's purpose is to stop him from going where he's going. But you can't touch him. Right, because, <laughs> right, because I'm God and I'm his protector and I say you can't touch him, okay? You can holler, you can scream, you can do whatever you want to, but you can't touch him, right? Y'all with me? All right. So I'm going to start whispering in his ear and y'all's purpose is to try to get him to go somewhere else, okay? All right, you ready? <laughs> Y'all ain't very good devils. <laughs> y'all supposed to be hollering. We're listening. Oh, well, y'all ain't gonna listen to me. <laughs> take five steps forward. Two, take three. Left, 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 right, left, 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 no, turn, turn around, around, turn around. He said, he said go right. right. He said go right. He said right. He said right. He said right. Watch out for the keys. <laughs> 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 Watch out for the keys. Turn around. 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 You're supposed to go this way. You're supposed to go that way. Okay, you can stop now. Now turn around and walk right back where you came from. Turn back. No. Turn around. No. He told you you can't go that way. Where are you going? He didn't say where are you going? Around. He said turn around. No. You're supposed to be doing it. Turn around. Turn around. Turn, around. turn no. left. No. Turn left. No. Turn left. He said to go back. He said to turn around. Turn left. Go left. Turn left. You turn right. You ain't going the right way. You're not going the right way. You turn right. You're supposed to turn left. You turn right. All right. Stop. All right, so do y'all see what happens in our spirit? <laughs> <You> got, 
<laughs> All right, y'all go sit down. <clears throat> yeah. But let me tell you something else. A lot of times, you know, y'all stopped to listen to what I was going to say to him. But the devil don't ever stop. His main focus is to keep you from hearing what God says. All right. All right. So before we pray, y'all know I ain't going to preach if y'all ain't going to pray. Right. All right. So before we pray, anybody want to testify about anything the Lord's doing, you want the Lord to do or anything like that? Kalisha? Hold on, I gotta check my breath real quick. <laughs> Jacob? I just want to say, I believe God brought me to this church for a purpose. I do. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Chant? Nothing? Kalisha, back to you. Yeah, I do. I just, I want God to you know, fill my heart and show me what he wants for my life and what he wants me to do. Amen. Oh, I'm tired. Hmm. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all well, stand up all over the <coughs> place. You were about to pull me. What are you going to do to move forward? Get off that train. Wake up. Huh? Get ready. Get ready. Leave the house. And get off that tree. What's the last word? Obey. Obey. Yeah, did you say that one? You can do the first two, but if you don't obey God at the end of it, you're not going to go anywhere. And let me tell y'all something about obeying God. Okay? Whenever you, sometimes God will tell you to do crazy things. Sometimes God will tell you to do things that you never, ever thought that he would tell you to do. Sometimes it might be, you know, to go up to somebody and tell them a scripture. You know, there is no telling what God will tell you to do. But here's the thing. You've got to be willing to obey what he says. And whenever you're willing to obey him, he can use you. We're not all preachers, we're not all teachers, we're not all, you know, but you don't have to be to reach a soul. Now, do y'all understand, I'm going to tell y'all one more thing and then we're going to pray. I'm going to tell y'all, Kalisha, you just mentioned it, what's the will of God for my life? That is a big question. What's the will of God for my life? What's the will of God? I'm going to tell you what the will of God is. But y'all didn't know I knew that, did you? I'm going to tell y'all what the will of God is. The will of God is to reach souls. That's the whole reason he came, was to reach a soul. Y'all understand that, right? He didn't come so Kalisha could learn how to play piano. That might be part of it. That'd be awesome. yeah. but that, that's not why he died on the, He died on the cross to reach a soul. Y'all know I have never once played anything other than gospel on that piano. Praise be to God. You want to know why? Because I've never had a lesson on that piano. Right? One day I just knew how to play it. <laughs> All right? So, with that being said, I can't use that for the world. 
Well, it's the same thing. God has given you gifts. God has given you different personalities. And his whole thing is he wants you to use you to reach a soul. Now, I don't know how he's going to do that, but that's exactly what he wants to do, is to use you to reach somebody else. And to bring, think about the responsibility of that. Think about the fact that, you know, if a doctor messes up, somebody might be paralyzed, right? or somebody might die. If a lawyer messes up, somebody might lose a bunch of money. If a, give me another profession. You know, army. huh? The army. The army. Soldier. soldier. You know, if a so soldier messes up, okay, well, he's got probably 15 soldiers to take his place. You know, there's a lot of things. But if you mess up as a Christian and don't obey God, somebody loses their soul. As a Christian, we are more important than doctors in a lot of ways. Right? As Christians, we are very, very important. Because God has a plan to use you to reach somebody. But you're not going to be able to go out and go if you don't do what I just told you this morning. Or today. Right? I keep saying this morning, I preach this morning. Uh, and that's to get up, wake up, get ready, and obey what he tells you to. No matter when it is, no matter what, here am I, your servant hears. Are y'all willing to say that this morning? Are you unsure? Right. Are you willing to say that? God, here I am. I'll go.